welcome to Talk Me to the Movies, aka your favorite movie podcast. We are your hosts, Kara and Brenna. And today we are talking all things rom-coms. Yes, I'm really excited for this. It was fun to dive back into the world of rom-coms. I will say that for sure. <laughs> this is going to be my first conversation about rom-coms in probably like a long time. <laughs> right. When I was preparing for this, it really made me realize how like big of a gap. I mean, rom-coms have kind of had a resurgence lately, but there's still been this big gap in like how many come out in recent time. And so I really realized it's been a long time since I've thought about these like this. <laughs> Very true. Like Julia Roberts, what is she even doing now? If she's not <laughs> like <laughs> her and Kate Hudson yeah. and um, what's her name from when Harry met Sally, Meg Ryan, <laughs> Meg Ryan, Jennifer Lopez is still out there doing a lot. But. Yes. <laughs> I, I noticed the same thing. I was like, she's had a real longevity and I'm here for it. <laughs> she has. Okay. I feel like this is going to be one of our first episodes that you and I have very different lists. I think that's possible. Ooh. I, I know. I was really curious. I was trying to guess at one point and I was like, this is too hard. There's way too many rom-coms out there, but I was trying to guess what you might pick and I really couldn't. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I had a hard time picking actual rom-coms. Honestly, yeah. I'm not even positive that all three of mine... No, I think two of mine 100% are rom romantic comedies, but the third one might not fully be a rom-com. <laughs> it's more of just a straight rom? <laughs> no, though it's, it's definitely calm, but it's part uh, sci-fi, too. Ooh, okay. So now you already know what it is. <laughs> Okay, I think I might. Okay, but I won't. I'll wait. Yeah. I was like, sci-fi, but okay, I'm with you now. It, no, it honestly, when I was first making a list, I was like, you know, I'm just going to write down the first things that come to mind and narrow down. It was really hard to think of ones that were truly rom-coms. Like, I could think of a lot of romantic movies, and then I would catch myself. I was like, that's actually kind of a bummer, or like, that's like a British drama. <laughs> um, so it was kind of hard, but it was, it, it was it still hard. a lot out there. <laughs> Especially no, from I the 90s. Oh, yeah. Lots in the 90s. I literally had to look up, like, technically what a ro romantic comedy is. And I found this nice. amazing YouTube video that was, like, by <laughs> Vanity Fair. And it talked about, like, rom-coms have, like, three tells. So not, my, not all three of mine have these tells. But the first tell was romantic leads are, are not well acquainted and then they meet each other somewhere in mm -hmm. a, a meet-cute. Yes. And then there's a serendipitous situation and yeah, so then they meet and then the plot has to revolve around them working out or not working out or is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I love but that. Yeah, that's, that's what I found. <laughs> that's really good. That would have been helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that makes total sense. Cause it, it's true. Like now that I think about it, I, in rom-coms, the two main characters never, never start out knowing each other. Like, there's always something serendipitous that brings them together and, you know, adding to the romance. <laughs> adding to the romance. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love that definition. Oh, no, yeah. There was some good info out there. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what made you... Because I think this theme was your idea. Was there something that drew you to rom-coms? Or was it just like a, this will be fun to talk about? Or... Had you watched one recently that sparked it? <laughs> I think it was our promising young woman conversation. And oh. we were like very reminiscent of like the 2000s. Yes. And 
And I've just been in a couple conversations recently where we were talking about how, like, romantic comedies have, like, moved from the movie scene into television. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where they exist now, except for the Hallmark Channel. I think the Hallmark (laughs) Channel's the only (laughs) freestanding romantic comedy producer nowadays. But, um, yeah. Nice. And it's fun to talk about, you know? It really is. Yeah. No, that's that's great. I remember now. Yeah, we were talking about all the the kind of tropes that it played off of in Promising Young Women. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> I know. Does that count? Is Promising Young Woman a rom com? <laughs> I think certain scenes of it definitely are. Like the stars go blind scene. Like that's just rom com gold. <laughs> okay, I want you to go first. I want to know what you have. <laughs> okay. So my first pick is one that I actually brought up a couple podcasts ago. So this is the Philadelphia story from 1940. This is old school rom-com. Um, it stars Katherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, and Jimmy Stewart. Um, I just rewatched this movie the other day to prepare for this, and it really cemented that it was one I needed to talk about because I remembered that I loved it, um, but watching it again, I was just like, is this my favorite movie of all time? It might be. I... <laughs> Hard to say, but um, anyway, the plot of the Philadelphia story centers around a rich Philadelphia socialite named Tracy Lord, who's played by Katherine Hepburn. Um, She's soon to have a high society wedding to a man named George Kittredge, Um, but this is actually her second marriage, and just before the big wedding day, her plans are complicated by the arrival of her first husband, whose name is Dexter, played by Cary Grant and a tabloid magazine journalist named Macaulay Connor, who's played by Jimmy Stewart. So basically, shenanigans and multiple love triangles ensue, and Tracy has to sort through her feelings for three different men while confronting unfair standards set for her, as well as those she's always set for others. Um, I listed a lot of names there, but really just Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart is what you need to know. (laughs) Um, But a reason why I love it is it's genuinely like equal parts rom and calm. It's super romantic, but it's also so funny and witty. I laugh like all the way through it. Um, It has quips and one-liners that make the humor feel just like extremely modern, especially the second time I watched it. I was really struck by that. Um, And honestly, the pace and rhythm of talking really reminds me of the show The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but essentially Gilmore Girls or, you know. Anything. I love that series. Yeah, it, it's so much like that. And it makes sense because Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is probably inspired by things like this. But um, just like how fast everybody talks and like how they always have the perfect comeback and they're so witty. Like that's how everybody talks in this movie. Um So that's really enjoyable. Um, (laughs) But it just also is like, you know, stacked cast, Hollywood's biggest stars, but also has like really great supporting performances. Um, So Jimmy Stewart's character, and you're a big Jimmy Stewart fan, right? I remember you saying that. Yes. Yeah. There's no way you would not love this movie um, because he's, (laughs) he like runs away with it in my opinion. Um, But there's this character called Liz who is... um, played by Ruth Hussey, and she's kind of like a friend-zoned sort of colleague of Jimmy Stewart's character. They work together. Um, and then there's also a character named Dinah, who plays Tracy's much younger sister. 
And, like, their performances are both so hilarious, especially the child actor that plays her younger sister. It just blew me away. She's so mature, so funny. Um, There's this scene where she is introducing herself to Jimmy Stewart's character and and the Liz character um, for the first time. And she's basically playing up these rich kid stereotypes. She's, like, wearing these ridiculous jewels and speaking French and ballet (laughs) dancing. Like, she's trying to play up, like, all these stereotypes and it basically scares the hell out of them. And I was like shaking with laughter watching that scene. But anyway, oh I could talk is so it, much. Is about she like it. a socialite or something? She's trying to be like a, yeah. Like, okay. so Tracy, the main character is so they, and so then her little sister is like, they've both grown up in all this luxury and been rich and, but they're actually like quite down to earth with their personalities, but they know that these people perceive them as being really hoity toity. So the first time they meet, they kind of play that up, which is really funny. Um, but basically the, the whole like thesis of the movie is summed up by this one line in it, which is the time to make up your mind about people is never Catherine Hepburn's character says that. And like, so it's essentially about thinking you have people figured out, based on your perception of them and being wrong, basically. <laughs> so oh, I just like that aspect of it. It's it's definitely more layered than I'm making it seem, but um, yeah, it's great. And like, aside from that theme and it being funny as hell, it's also insanely romantic. Like yeah. there's a scene where Jimmy Stewart's character gives a speech to Catherine Hepburn declaring his feelings for her. And he says this line, it's like, there's a magnificence in you. Like there's a light that shines out from the inside and it's so amazing. It's literally like, I was like, every other rom-com in the world is built off of this. Yeah. <laughs> a magnificence that comes out of your eyes and your voice and the way you stand there and the way you walk. You're lit from within, Tracy. You've got fires banked down in you. Honestly, I think you're spot on on that. Like, from the 1930s on, like... Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, you can definitely see where other movies pulled from it, and it's great. And also the ending, the first time I saw it especially, I felt like it was really unexpected, the way things end. I was like, what is happening? Um, But it's just really cute, and it works as much as as it is a surprise. Um, So, yeah, I... I could say so much else about it, but it's just so enjoyable. <laughs> and also, side note, this is the only the only Oscar Jimmy Stewart ever won was for this movie. Where uh-huh. was this? I wonder where this lied, like, in his other works. Like, was this, like, a f- it's pretty, later on? It's actually earlier on. He's really young oh, really? in it. Yeah. Um, he did that other movie, something about Mr. Smith. Goes, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That was kind of like his breakout one, and I think that was right before the Philadelphia story. Hopefully I have that right. But yeah, he's like very baby-faced and young, and um, yeah, it's really great. And I just, yeah, I was like, I could watch this every day, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need to watch that movie. I actually might convince someone to watch it with me this weekend, because I like it really need yeah. to see Philadelphia's story but it's on HBO Max and TCM um oh really yeah nice. but I will say if you watch it ignore the very first scene the the first scene like really turned me off to it and you'll see why like the first <laughs> time I watched it I was like what is what I was like this is not okay but um it's 
just ignore that part. Okay. <laughs> um, Noted. It's like it's like basically setting up why Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant's character like got divorced. Um, so it's kind of like it doesn't age well. Um. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's quick. I figured that was kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you can hear my dog snoring, hear Koa snoring, but no. she's snoring a lot. So if I wish I could hear her. The podcast, <laughs> she's literally sitting right underneath me, like snoring Aww. up a storm. Koa, so sweet. <laughs> okay, so my first on my list, this is also my favorite Christmas movie, which a lot of people would probably say this is not technically a Christmas movie, but You've Got Mail. From 1998, directed by Nora Ephron, who's done a whole bunch of, like, written for a whole bunch of rom-coms, and, like, she's known for Julia and Julia, which was her last Mm. um, movie, and she actually died in 2012 with pneumonia, which is super sad, and Julia and Julia was her last film, but she also directed Sleepless in Seattle, so she is true and true rom-com genius <laughs> she knows what's up yeah. and i'm sure everyone knows about you've got mail but yes it stars tom hanks and meg ryan they follow fall in love in an aol instant message messaging universe <laughs> and good old days <laughs> yes and they basically the whole story don't really know who each other are but they come in contact when Tom Hanks' character realizes that she owns the little bookstore around the corner, and mm. he owns a giant bookstore that basically is, like, going to take all our business away. Um, but what's so fascinating about this film is, like, how many themes are still relevant, like, today. <laughs> With, like, gentrification mm. of, like, <laughs> the big businesses moving out the young mom-and-pop shops. Um mm. Like, the theme of just, like, meeting people online these days. Like, this is not my favorite part of the movie, but there's definitely (laughs) a part where Tom Hanks is, like, talking about, oh, is the girl I met online, is she going to be hot or not, or is she cute, Mm, whatever. Or he's, like, talking with his friend, and which is still something that's happening today. And then also, like, the idea of, like, is technology bringing to our lives like more bad than it is good which mm. is also like a big theme in yeah. this movie so it is way more layered than it might actually seem <laughs> but this is definitely one of my favorite rom- romantic comedies one i love meg ryan's style in this movie she's i i wrote i read a like a a statistic that in romantic comedies 53 percent of the women in the first encounter are wearing a dress or a skirt oh. and yeah, so one thing I love about her character is she she is, like, wait, what's the type, like, whenever you wear things that aren't, like, feminine, like, long story short, she just has, like, a very, like, I mean, it's very 1990s fashion, but it isn't kind of what you're used to in, like, these romantic comedies. Like, she's yeah. wearing big baggy pants, she's wearing, like, some... Like, grungy? Kind of, like, grunge, but... Like, some more masculine silhouettes, honestly. Um, But, yeah, I just really like this movie. I watch it every Christmas, and I at least watch it, like, once a year. Um, It's always been one of my favorites. I grew up 
watching this with my sisters when I was like itty bitty. Aww. Um, and you get to hear that AOL dial-up tone, which <laughs> <laughs> no one can use the home phone because someone's on AOL. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, this is number one on my list, and it's probably my favorite rom-com of all time, to be completely honest. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, falling in love with like a bookstore setting is best case scenario. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. Oh my gosh. That's like your life, Brenna. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yeah. I did it like in reverse order, but (laughs) yeah, I could start. I need to look up Meg Ryan's style. Maybe if I can start dressing like her, then (laughs) I'll be extra inspired at work. (laughs) Yes. You know, I always forget that Dave Chappelle is in that movie. Yes, Dave Chappelle plays the best friend. So funny, of Tom Hanks, and I I always forget about that too. Cause like, yeah, he he doesn't play like a huge role. I mean, he's funny, but like if you put Dave Chappelle in something today, you're gonna want him to be have a little bit more screen time as compared yeah. to then. <laughs> Baby Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't know if he already had his show then or not. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's so crazy. Oh, that's a good pick. I, I, I need to rewatch that. That era of, of movies is like, basically what this did was make me add 50 things to my watch list. Like, <laughs> my rewatch list, I should say. <laughs> yes. Honestly, the, I don't know if this is true for you, but I've probably watched more romantic comedies in my life than any other type of movie. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I don't know if it's kind of the product of the, like, that we were the kind of right age in the late 90s, early 2000s, but I feel that way, too. And, like, those movies at the time, like, I've probably watched um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days 75 times. Same. Same. (laughs) Just would watch them over and over. (laughs) Every sleepover, every time you go to a movie with your friends. I mean, and honestly, there's a lot about romantic comedies that aren't great, and it probably contributed to a lot of our misconstrued <laughs> ideas about love. That's true. <laughs> but you gotta love them. Uh, right. It's like, you know, it's escapism. <laughs> 90s kid. It gets a pass. Right. <laughs> We've learned our lesson, okay? <laughs> All right, we on to number two. Number two. This one, I kind of felt like I was cheating and I almost left it off because it's actually my favorite movie of all time. So my number two is 10 Things I Hate About You. Nice. Which could actually be my number one if this is in ranking <laughs> order. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been my favorite movie for as long as I can remember. And um, I, I also rewatched it, because why not, this past weekend, <laughs> just so it was fresh. Um, but I genuinely never get tired of it I I could recite it almost front to back and I just think it has such smart humor um is also very romantic and it's just such a perfect time capsule of that era um or at least that era of what movies were like back then um and funny enough so 10 things I hate about you is based off of loosely (laughs) the Shakespeare play the taming of the shrew um, which makes it the best modern Shakespeare adapt- adaptation, in my opinion. But um, what's funny is I was listening to a podcast talk about the Philadelphia story when I was prepping for this. 
And they actually called the Philadelphia story almost like the reverse taming of the shrew. So I was like, oh, this pairs together well. (laughs) I think that makes more sense if you watch the two movies together. Um, But anyway, I've, I've always loved that it was based off Shakespeare. And I think that the ways they work the lines from Taming of the Shrew into this movie are really clever and funny. Um, they pulled it off in a way that's not super cheesy um, and fits with the humor. But anyway, if you're not familiar with 10 Things I Hate About You, um, <laughs> the, the plot is, this is how Letterbox sums it up, which I liked, um, is that on the first day at his new school, um, a character named Cameron instantly falls for a girl named Bianca, who is the gorgeous girl of his dreams. And the only problem is that Bianca is forbidden to date until her ill-tempered, completely undateable older sister, Kat, goes out too. (laughs) So in an attempt to solve his problem, Cameron singles out the only guy who could possibly be a match for Kat, a mysterious bad boy named Patrick with a reputation of his own. (laughs) Um, I thought that summed it up really well because I tried to write my own explanation of it and I was like, I'm just too close to this. I'm including too much detail. Um, (laughs) I love Patrick. Yes, I mean, Heath Ledger. Like, that's like 85% of why this movie works as well as it does. (laughs) R.I.P. But honestly, his performance in this, it seems silly because he's just... Yeah, kind of playing one of the bad boy love interests. But his performance is honestly luminous. He's so good. It's so clear even then how much of a star he is. And I realized that every time he smiles on screen, I would smile too. I would like reflect (laughs) it back. (laughs) It's like you can't help it. Um, And of course, that iconic bleacher scene where he serenades Kat and is dancing while running away from the security guard so good um but yeah I mean it's funny I think (laughs) with this movie's humor you could kind of go one of two ways like you could think it's really juvenile like there's literally a scene where somebody draws a penis on someone's face (laughs) but I genuinely think the humor is really (laughs) smart I don't remember that scene. I've seen that movie a few times. It's like when the the kind of mean guy who's like head of the popular crew is making the deal with the nerdy guy that Cameron is friends with. And while he's talking to him, he just draws it on his face. Um, (laughs) But like, and and this cast is crazy too. Like Allison Janney is in it and she plays a principal who writes like, romance novels on the side and she's always like writing it in her brain like while she's meeting with students and oh my gosh so I funny. forgot about that too that, <laughs> yeah. those scenes are funny yeah um I mean it, it's so quotable too like yeah it's just it's so much fun and such a great even though it's such a great capsule of the time but it really did skew my view of what high school was like <laughs> when I was young because their high school's like a castle and you know they have it's like a beautiful setting they have all these crazy it's like a cliques. college campus yeah it is <laughs> yeah it's like people can just like go out on a convertible ride over lunch or, um but <laughs> but yeah that, that's my number two it's like so cheating because I just love it so much but um yeah, it's basically a perfect movie. And I always cry at the end. It doesn't matter. And even though the poem that she reads, like the, the 10 yeah. Things I Hate About You poem is very cheesy, I always cry. So <laughs> it works. 
That's a good pick. That that was that's top ten for me for sure. Nice. Yeah, it was. Whenever I would ask people, because I was trying to whittle down my list, and I would ask people what their favorite rom coms were, a lot of people said that. So I was like, okay, I feel I feel good. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what else did people? What other ones did people say? Like people said, a, a few people said, um, "You've got mail." Um, when Harry met Sally. Um, which I was also tempted to talk about, uh, Moonstruck, um, About Time, like those are some of the other ones. Oh, and like Hitch was kind of another movie of that era. Oh my gosh, Hitch is a funny movie. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Will Smith is, his star power shines in that one. (laughs) Uh... Rom-coms with male leads is an interesting. I don't have any oh, right. on my list, but oh no, I do, I do. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it's like bingo. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny. I, I didn't really think of it that way either. But it is like an interesting angle that not that many, at least of that time, did. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what else I was thinking of? Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I remember yeah. like. I haven't watched that, like, most really recently as an adult, but I was reading a lot about, like, how always, like, the the girl always plays, like, some dork, like, lovable dork kind of mm-hmm. scenario. And in, like, a lot of the movie, there's, men don't really get that, <laughs> like, lovable dork <laughs> right role in a rom-com, but Nick and Nora's infinite playlist is different to where he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good one. I've had like a a late uh, a second wave of Cat Dennings appreciation because of Wonder Wonder Woman, WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision. Oh. <laughs> they should collab. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> DC Marvel. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, my number 2 I chose something more recent. We've actually talked about this movie be- movie before. I chose Palm Springs, nice. um, directed by Max Barbacal. No, I'm mispronouncing that. Um, <laughs> I won't get too much into this film, but this is the one I was saying. Definitely has like a rom com aspect to it, but it's also a sci fi movie. Yeah, and it works for me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, but it. Stars Andy Samberg, who's hilarious, and Kristen Milioti. And as people know, I'm, I'm sure they know, but I'll explain it anyways. They get stuck in a... Andy Samberg's char- character gets stuck in an infinite time loop to where he's going to the same... <laughs> as you do. As, <laughs> as a- <laughs> you know, infinite time loops. Yeah. <laughs> One of those situations. Casual. One of those. Yeah. I actually think that's like a quote in the yeah. movie. It's like it's one of those infinite time loop situations. Um, so where he's going to the same wedding over and over again for I think it's like thousands of years or hundreds of years or something like that. And at one time, Kristen Milioti's character also gets stuck into the same time loop, and they do start to have like a romantic relationship. And there's some other stuff that happens, but yeah, it's it's a good movie. It did really well at Sundance. I think we talked about this before, but it literally sold for the highest price amount that uh, uh, for a film at Sundance ever has. That's wild. It sold to Hulu. Seven. I looked at the stat this time, and it was seventeen point five million dollars and sixty nine cents. <laughs> oh 
my goodness. <laughs> they apparently they cheekily added the scent so that they could like get into this <laughs> get into like have the highest paid film. Um but yeah, this movie is really fun. I watched it again recently and it is it's just a good time. Like yeah. it's just like I I love how I feel when I watch this movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um there's just a lot of like really special moments that are just like definitely more modernized than like your mm-hmm. traditional romantic comedy from like the two thousands. Um, but yeah, I, I still love this movie and I'm going to continue to love it. It's a good one. <laughs> it's so great. It's, I need to rewatch that. I, I, I feel like it's one of those that you could just, as we were saying, even with the older rom-coms just continue to rewatch and it just, never really gets old and always brightens your mood and I I think this will always have a special place in my heart because when we first covered it and it came out last June it was a mega bright spot in the context of the pandemic that we were in at that time because it was kind of the first I think some onesies and twosies movies had come out on streaming, but it was the first one since the, you know, great pause that <laughs> that came out and it was new and it was really high quality and it was just full of joy. And I feel like when I think about 2020 and this is so cheesy, but <laughs> when I think about 2020 and like some of the bright spots, I'm like Palm Springs, like what a great cultural moment that was. <laughs> it was a good cultural moment. I completely agree. And the, also, the irony of this film is that it came out at a time where everyone in the world felt like they were in an infinite time loop of right. doing the same thing over and over again. Yes, we were on lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That they couldn't have, if they had only known. <laughs> yeah. Top notch. Yes. <laughs> oh, and the other thing about rewatching it is I didn't, like, ne- like after seeing it and knowing what happens, there are way more, like, winks of, like, little things like just some ironic comments that certain characters say that mm-hmm. later you find out that they like have an interaction or something. And I was like, okay, yeah. But like, I love being able to see those like little, um, special moments. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. I definitely need to watch it. Also. I, yeah. JK Simmons is in that, right? He, he's the most unexpected actor. <laughs> he just I, think pops that's, up. <laughs> I think he's the only character that just like on the second watching, I was like, I just, I feel like we could have done without him. Oh, like, yeah. No, no offense to him. <laughs> He's great. Wow. Shots fired. JK. No. <laughs> but you're right. It doesn't really, it's not that important to the plot, like, to have yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Um, but speaking of modern rom-coms, um, so my third one, this was, this was really hard. I kept switching out what I was going to put in this place but I felt like I needed to do one that was more recent um I don't know why that was just the rules I set up for myself um but my number three is Crazy Rich Asians which came out in I think 2018 somewhere around there um so fairly new and I think what kind of made me decide to land on this one is because it's one of those that every time it's on tv and I'm scrolling through I always stop and watch it always. (laughs) So I was like, okay, this is a movie I genuinely really enjoy. Um, But basically it's about an American born Chinese economics professor played by um, Constance Wu, 
who accompanies her boyfriend to Singapore for his best friend's wedding, only to get thrust into the lives of Asia's rich and famous. And I guess this is based off of a book series. I always forget that. Um, so I have never read that, full disclosure. So if there's <laughs> things about this movie that let other people down, I'm blind to them. But <laughs> um, if, if they're the book readers. But I, I just think this movie is full of gorgeous people, gorgeous clothes, gorgeous scenery, <laughs> and also just a really lovely love story. Um, and I kind of, I really like that they kind of like promising a woman, oddly enough, they <laughs> intentionally play off common rom-com tropes in this movie. Um, but of course it's, you know, meant to be shown through an, as an Asian American and Asian experience. And, um, that's first and foremost, but it's just cool how they put those little twists on things like how they even do a whole shopping sequence with the dressing room try on montage and, and the main character has a hilarious best friend. And then they have, she has this big like Cinderella gown reveal moment at the party. And it's like, you know, everyone's blown away and they're like, who's that girl? Like (laughs) those are all things, um, that, you know, we've become familiar with, but it's just really cool how they were factored into this movie. And and honestly, like the cast is, they're all so incredible. Like Constance Wu, Henry Golding, who's a real life Disney prince, I think. Um, Michelle Yeoh, <laughs> Aquafina, Jimma Chan. Um, I kind of realized as I was, you know, reminiscing on this cast. I don't know if it's because I was just shamefully not paying attention enough, but if it was like this before, but I do feel like after this movie, all of them have all of a sudden been in so many other projects and have become so prolific. Like Henry Golding, I know has been in several things, but that Snake Eyes movie just came out, which I don't know anything about G.I. Joe, but <laughs> that action movie. <laughs> then like Michelle Yeoh is in Gunpowder Milkshake that just came out. Aquafina has her own show. And Jimma Chan is in the freaking MCU now because she's going to be in The Eternals. So it's just really awesome that they are, you know, staying as part of the movie and TV landscape. And I just think it's like a joy to watch. And, oh, I, I read a tweet once where someone said that they watch the wedding scene from Crazy Rich Asians whenever they need to feel something. And I was like, that is so right on because that scene is so beautiful. Always makes me cry. They <laughs> nailed it. Um, and I was like, yes, like I would totally just pull that up on YouTube. Like, um, so yeah, that's I love one. that when I need to feel something. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so amazing. And I love that scene because the wedding is not the wedding of the main characters. It's like they're friends that are getting married, but the scene is all focused on their connection during the ceremony. And I thought that was a cool twist on it. And it's like highly effective. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I have not seen this movie. You haven't seen it? No. Oh man. Oh, it's so fun. There are some parts about it that are like in a good way because it, you know, adds depth to the plot. But there are some parts about it that are like kind of hard to watch in terms of the things that the main character, like what she's faced with when she like tries to integrate into uh, the rich guy's life um, that are kind of sad. But it all works out in the end. So it's okay. But (laughs) but it's really good. Really, really good. 
I need to put that on my list too. Yeah. It's on TV like every weekend. So if you just scroll through <laughs> TNT or ABC Family or someone yeah. will be showing it. Yeah. You could just text me and be like, I'm watching Crazy Rich Asians yeah. for the 10th time this week. If you want to. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll let you Tune know. Tune in. <laughs> Okay, so was that your third? That was your third one. Yeah, that was last one. Yeah, so my third movie is also feels a little bit of like a obvious pick, but <laughs> <laughs> Legally Blonde is probably one of my nice. favorite rom coms of all time. I almost uh, picked that. <laughs> it is like it holds up every single time I watch it. I'm like, this it it's still so funny. Um, it literally just had its 20th anniversary this July. Wow. That's crazy. 20 <laughs> years old. Oh, boy. I'm like, Reese still looks good. Oh, she like, looks the same. I know. As long as she's looking good, I feel good about being as old I am. Right. So. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> but, yeah, that, like, blew my mind that this movie is 20 years old. Oh. Um. But yeah, one reason I love this movie is I, I think everyone knows what it's about, but technically it's about Reese Witherspoon is in a sorority at her college and I mean, they tune up everything. It's like very like stereotypical, but a lot of these things are false. Not all sorority girls are blonde <laughs> and Hawaiian tropic girls and rich and all these things. But they definitely play on a lot of those characteristics of hers. And basically, she thinks her world has ended whenever her boyfriend breaks up with her because she's not serious enough. And he's going to Harvard Law School. And she decides to apply. And she works her butt off to get there. And once she does, she ends up being really good at what she started off to be just to get some revenge from. (laughs) But... um, but yeah, I love this movie because, one, it has really good character development for Reese Witherspoon's character. Um, yeah. And it's a good message for, like, I think a lot of women, like, that you're not just, like, who you're dating or, like, mm-hmm. how you look and all that kind of stuff. Like, you can do so much more than, like, maybe society has, like, told you you can do. Right. Um, and another thing I love about her is that she keeps, like, she's unapologetically who she is like yeah she gets to the point where she is unapologetically like feminine or she's unapologetically like smart and you know um from like what standards are for ter- stereotypically for women um mm-hmm. so yeah and something that i read today that was like really interesting was that originally it was supposed to be like this movie was supposed to be like super super raunchy oh like, really american pie raunchy wow and so the original script was, like, really, like, just, like, joke after joke after joke. And they were all pretty raunchy jokes. <laughs> but later on, they, like, saw the story that was, like, that could come to life from it. And they decided to, like, drop all that raunchy humor. And so they changed the script. Um, but, yeah, they also only sent... I know, yeah. <laughs> I would not... This would not be on my list if it was a movie. <laughs> um but yeah the and they also only sent the script to reese witherspoon they didn't send it to anyone else they knew they wanted her for it even though she was kind of an up-and-coming actor actress 
um, still at the time. But wow. yeah, it was always her role. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah, that would have been a very different movie. And I feel like that would have had a very different message coming out of it, potentially. <laughs> Maybe Reese's it would have. But... career could have been completely different. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, my goodness. But... I love that movie. It's the reason why I know that the, so- the sodium thiglocolate will get washed out of your hair if you wash it too soon after you get your perm. Like. <laughs> I remember being a little girl and being like, oh my gosh, this is crazy that she just caught this girl as a murderer with her perm. Right. Oh, it's so good. I love that movie too. And she ended up with the right guy at the end, that's for sure. Always pick a Wilson brother if if that's an option. (laughs) Luke Wilson is, he's he's great in this. Love him. Love Luke Wilson. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. Aren't they? They're making a new. Are they making a new one? Or did I just see people? I'm wondering if I'm misremembering that, and I'm just thinking of when they were like no, marking the anniversary. That. Are they making one? I read it was supposed to be in 2022. Nice. But I don't know if COVID has derailed anything uh, or anything like that. But true, true. Um, yeah, but I also don't know if Reese Witherspoon is in it. Oh, yeah. I, I thought she was, but I guess it's possible it's like a yeah, a spinoff or a rebooting of some sort. Um, okay, yeah. 2022. Nice. I remember liking the other sequels decently enough. Like, of course, the first one is the best, but yeah. they were still fun. <laughs> I, I It's been a long time since I've seen the second one, but... Yeah, I remember it not it not not loving it as much as I loved the first one. But yeah, yeah, I, I still <laughs> always think whoever said orange is the new pink is seriously disturbed. Like <laughs> these things just also, like stick in your brain. <laughs> also, I I'm pretty sure I noticed this one time, but I think she has an orange uh, Apple computer. <laughs> I was like, they should have changed plot that. hole. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. I feel like I remember her holding that in the bunny costume yeah. or in, in yes. like the classroom. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I was like, they should have changed. Yeah, she does end up having a orange one. And I was like, they should have changed that. They are gonna want that. Yeah, it's hard, especially because pink but... was an option. <laughs> yeah. I still want one of those old school Macs. Yeah. Macs. I know. <laughs> those were the best. <laughs> they were really cool. <laughs> you know what else I love about that movie is that she becomes, that Elle becomes really good friends with, um, now I'm forgetting the character's name, with the girl that she, who's her enemy at first, who's, who's engaged to Warner. Vivian Kensington. Yeah. Played by Selma Blair. Yes. I love that they become friends and it becomes like a, Oh, like we don't have to be against each other as women, or because we're we're you know interested in the same guy. Um, I enjoyed that part of it too. <laughs> no, that part is really good, and it, it definitely encourages like women sticking together, like with yeah. that, and like her supporting her friend in that case, and like yeah, that no, that's also a really good part about it. Yeah. Wow. Aww. So good. <laughs> We've both just been, like, gritting this whole time. <laughs> That's oh <my> fun. <laughs> do you have any? Well, I do. Oh, any honorable mentions? Yes. Do you want to do any any shout-outs? 
I, I'm going to shout out one that, like, is not that great of a movie, but I really enjoyed it in 2020. <laughs> uh, Happiest Season, sorry. That's oh, yeah. What uh, it has Kristen Stewart in it. That was um, a good and one. And Alison Brie's in it. And Daniel Levy's in it. Like, yes. a lot of people. Oh, are. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza's in it. Oh, she's so good in it, too. Yeah, she's really good. I just really enjoyed Happiest Season. I was like, Me this too. Is, like, I miss those type of movies. But also, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, yes. Is, yes. I don't, that one was like, I don't think this is technically a romantic comedy. Um, I do feel like a lot of people consider it one, though. Even though in the beginning, it explicitly is like, this is not a love story. But to everybody, it still is. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want a boyfriend right now. And then, yeah. Like, why did I watch the movie? No. Right. <laughs> <I love them. laughs> if I'm not crying over a wedding by the time this is over. <laughs> and so Runaway Bride. I love, yes. honestly... I'm surprised I didn't have a Julia Roberts movie on my list because oh, yeah. I love a lot of the, ooh, I don't know if Mystic Pizza is considered one, but ooh. that's a great movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What that's about you? One. What are your honorable m- mentions? Oh, man. Well, speaking of, you reminded me, speaking of Julia Roberts, My Best Friend's Wedding is one of my favorites um, with her and um, I've seen so many times, but um, yeah, I mean, I kind of named them earlier when, like, the ones people suggested to me, but I really almost talked in depth about Moonstruck, but then I felt like I talk about Nicolas Cage too much on this podcast already. <laughs> but that one is so good. Of course. Oh, oh, I almost, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is another movie. Speaking of somewhat raunchier humor, I love that movie. Um, and <laughs> Russell Brand in that is epic he really is he's really great and i love that um what's his name this character does the dracula puppet musical it's so funny (laughs) oh my goodness every time i watch that i'm like that musical is quality how do we get that made for real (laughs) but it has a lot of um secondhand embarrassment in it it's kind of hard to watch from that perspective because the guy's having terrible luck (laughs) um in love but um yeah that was that was one too there are so many honestly like i just wanted to hunker down and have a marathon and maybe i still will someday but (laughs) (laughs) it's the best (laughs) they they really are good comforting movies um but yeah i like what do you think about like all these the the romantic comedy going to television like um, I, I would like more romantic comedy movies to come out. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely would. And I don't know why, like, it's interesting. I, I don't know why it's skewing to TV. If, if it's because, like, they can kind of build it up longer and, you know, make you invested in these relationships before it finally pays off at the end of the season or whatever. But sometimes it doesn't, and that's frustrating. <laughs> and I'm like, I would have yeah. just liked this to be in a nicely packaged movie. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I would like to see more movies. And, and it seemed like kind of in that like 2016 to 2019 period, like that they were kind of having a resurgence because that movie, um, like The Big Sick came out and Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. It was like all of a sudden new ones came out, but then it kind of stopped again. Um, and yeah, I don't really know why that is. Like if they weren't making money, um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, good love story, I'll take it in either form, but 
it's nice and satisfying in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I will say, like, at the end of, like, a like a romantic movie, it's like, if they don't end up together, it's like, okay, that's, like, a bummer, but, you know, it happens. <laughs> but whenever you've invested seasons into a show and then they don't up to end up together, right? I don't like that. <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm like, y'all know what we were here for, and you chose the deep ending, I guess, instead of the satisfying one. <laughs> Yeah. They gotta get you hooked and then right. let you down. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question though. It'll it'll be interesting to see, yeah, how that happens in the future. If they keep doing that or if rom coms it's funny because I feel like there will always be new holiday rom coms, like that will continue. But um I wonder if the year round variety will come back again. <laughs> Just get Hallmark Channel. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they start. They're probably about to start the Christmas movies any day now. It's almost August. Well, my mom watches Hallmark movies profusely, and um, she, <laughs> they did Christmas in July, so they've been playing oh. other Christmas nice. movies. This month. I should have known. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are addicting. I will never. Yeah, shame anyone for watching them. I like to camp yeah. out and watch them too. <laughs> I'll watch them during Christmas. We should do a. A Christmas Hallmark movie episode. We should. We should. Because a lot of people will be watching them, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what have you been watching? Oh, boy. Um, why am I never prepared for this part? I've, I've... Besides Crazy Rich Asians. Right. Besides, yeah, constantly. I've watched a lot of movies in the last couple of weeks. Um, oh, so... Oh, I said I wasn't going to talk about Nicolas Cage, but did you end up watching? <laughs> did you end up watching Pig? No, I'm supposed to see it this weekend. Okay, if, unless okay, if if the Green Knight is out, then we're going to mm. see that. But if it's not, then we'll see Pig. Okay, well it's probably a win-win. But yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for the Green Knight. But um, that is honestly, I won't spoil it since you haven't seen it. But that movie is so far. I have it at number two of my my list of 2021 movies ranked so far this year. I it like skyrocketed to the top. It's so good. It's not at all the movie it seems that it is. Um, oh really? Love yeah, that. I was totally wrong when I described it on the last podcast as being like John Wick or like it's not even really a cage rage movie. Like I thought it would be. Oh wait, uh, there is no cage rage. There's a little bit of cage rage, but. <laughs> Um, I love him so much, but um, <laughs> it's it's really good. Oh man, I I can't really say anything specifically, but it'll I think it'll everyone I know who's seen it has been hit pretty hard by it in like a good way. Really? Um, and it's very it feels very timely, just like with the headspace of the world right now. Um, it's really good. I think that's like the thing that's stuck out to me the most that I've watched lately. Um, but yeah, I've just been watching, I watched this um, really old Stanley Kubrick movie called The Killing the other day, which was really quality. And you can see that he's like the goat from, from the start, even in that movie. Um, but yeah, I've kind of otherwise just been rewatching rom-coms, <laughs> which yeah. I've been loving. But what about you? What, is, what has stuck out for you? Um, Movie-wise, my... I'm looking at my letterbox now. <laughs> That's what I always do. I'm like, let me see my diary. <laughs> the la- 
last couple things I watched were I had never seen the movie Tangled, so I watched Tangled. Oh, nice. And then I watched Cruella, and then mm. I, I don't think that we had both watched Black Widow um, on our last podcast, but then I went oh, to right. see Black Widow. And Black Widow, I loved it. But Cruella, I loved that movie. Oh, good. <laughs> it's really cool. Was, it's like it was really, really inventive. <laughs> it was like I was kind of poking fun of it last movie or last podcast, but um, <laughs> I'm a fan. I've been converted. But literally, the fashion in that movie is epic. It Emma is. Stone is terrific as that lead, and even like the way that, like, honestly. Even some of the like CGI stuff, like that Disney did, I was impressed with. Like, yeah, maybe that's not the right technical term, but like, I was impressed with. Like, it's hard to make talking dogs or like, <laughs> not talking dogs, but like dogs like do things that you want them to do. Right. Um. But I just thought it was a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so fun. Like the music is fun, and yeah, the fashion was. I love that they leaned into that because it made it really cool. I thought. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty legit. Yay! I'm glad that you liked it. <laughs> Did you go yes. see it in theaters or is it unlocked mm-hmm. on? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I went to go see it in theaters, and then I'm still finishing up all my um, Marvel mm-hmm. universe stuff. So we just finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm two episodes to go for Loki to finish that. Oh, nice! Oh my goodness, we'll have to we'll have to talk Loki. Either on or off the podcast at some point. I adored that show, um, but I'm not going to start talking about it because <laughs> you won't be able to reel me back in. But <laughs> That's so interesting that you really like it because after the first three episodes, I'm like, okay, but, you know, hmm, you know, like it's just still to me, WandaVision's top. Yeah. Uh, compared to the, like for those three, but. Um, Love WandaVision. Yeah. Loki's going to have to get me hooked on this next couple episodes. So. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you have you heard any spoilers I I found it really hard to not read spoilers if I didn't watch it like immediately (laughs) I'd I'd seen one spoiler but it (coughs) nothing big spoiler wise that's good that's good I just, I just don't know if I'm a multi-universe kind of gal. I think I know it's kind of a lot. I, I know I'm like, okay, it's like if it's time to jump ship, it's now. Otherwise, <laughs> it's like staying in this thing for the long haul. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, potentially hard for them to pull off. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that's where we're headed, though. So yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was fun. You have to let me know if you watch any any other rom coms. Just if anything, if you rewatch anything and it just strikes you again, let me know because I'm in this zone now and yeah. <laughs> I would rewatch anything. <laughs> well, that's our show. Thanks for talking movies with us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
every sleepover, every time you go to a movie with your friends. I mean, and honestly, there's a lot about romantic comedies that aren't great and have probably contributed to a lot of our misconstrued ideas about love. (laughs) But you gotta love them. 90s kid. It gets a pass. <laughs> Number two. Such a perfect time capsule 